Verified.com. It's fraud prevention in the B2B space. If you're trying to do a deal with a steel manufacturer in China, he'll tell you if they're legit or not. Same thing in the oil industry. Very relevant uh, considering what's happening with sanctions in Russia right now. They're doing a uh, business with 27 customers doing 7,800 per, uh, per year right now in terms of run rate revenue. Each customer paying on average $24 per month with consider raising $300,000 at a $3 million valuation selling it, you know, call it 10% of the companies look to scale. He wants that credibility in the marketplace right now with his team of two uh, as they launch. Hey folks, my guest today is Farhan Afsahi. He's a 22-year-old, started his first startup when he was 18, which is a hybrid of Zoom and Moodle. It was called Edpex. That now he's working on building a web hosting startup called XGrid. And in the sorry, he did that. In the meantime, he learned a lot about design and software development, now working on Verified for the last 10 months. That's V-E-R-I-F-I-E-T dot com. Farhan, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. Sure. All right. What is Verified? So Verified basically uh it's it's like Stripe, but for verification. Uh, we provide verification APIs for B2B companies that want to learn more about other companies they want to work with and get company information like company status, uh, registration date, and other data that they might need to verify uh, the legitimacy of the company they want to work with. So basically, we're building this <clears throat> service for uh, enterprise type customers, uh, because, because of the regulatory, uh, requirement that they need to, uh, uh, like abide with, but, uh, like that was set forth by the governments. Uh, and yeah, that's basically it. And Farhan, what's your unique mousetrap here? There's a lot of companies that sell data on other companies, Zoom Info, Bombora, Cognizant. There's a lot of them, you know, uh, Clearbit. What's the unique piece of data that you get that nobody else gets or other people have a hard time getting? So they're not a verification and fraud detection company. So we're focusing on fraud prevention, uh, mostly and verification part of the job. So they, uh, they don't, they're not mostly connected to company data sources, uh, government data sources, but we, we are, uh, and for example, you want to work with a company in China, you're based in the US and you want to learn more if you can trust the company you want to work with in China. Uh, you just entered a name in our, uh, program. <clears throat> And it will give you a basic score that whether uh, that company has any type of red flags or not. So Zoom Info or Clearbit and other types of like these type of softwares are built for sales mostly. But we are building this for fraud detection and uh, verification. So we, uh, we are mostly providing reg tech Understand. Same same question though, right? There's a lot of people that sell data, buy data from other people. They package it up, and your IP is actually how you package the data. It's not the unique data source you get. Are you getting any inputs? Are you getting any data that you feel like is unique to verify that other people are not getting? So the problem right now, for uh, for example, in Red uh, Tech, is that uh, most of the verifications take too long, and also for example, data in implementation uh, takes a lot of time. For example, for enterprises to have real time information, so real getting real time information about a company that was registered yesterday uh, is a bit hard. Uh, and at the same time, current like fraud prevention companies are focusing on e commerce fraud, uh, but uh, our main focus is on B two B fraud. So uh, we get uh, right now we have uh, access to uh, over 300 data sources farhan what's an example of b2b fraud uh, so for example an example of b2b fraud is that uh, you want to verify a company in china you want to buy some steel for example from a manufacturer in china 
there are some vendors involved in the process and you want to check if those companies are registered uh, correctly, uh, if they are not impersonated by some type of scammers or uh, fraudsters, uh, if they're not in any kind of sanctions list or uh, like money laundering list. Uh, so basically it's part of a like due diligence that you're going to do. <clears throat> We're providing that due diligence for you. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so for example, one of the things that we prevented is like B2B impersonation fraud. Uh, like for example, right now in the oil, oil industry, uh, because of the Russian Ukraine war, uh, there's a lot of, uh, fraudulent activities happening that, uh, companies in, uh, like Ukraine, Russia, and uh like uae turkey other uh, some sort of uh, all of uh, countries uh, like these uh in these regions uh are uh, uh for example copying the data from a u.s company and impersonating them to as a seller or as a buyer and catching this type of impersonation is a bit hard for a normal person I or see. even Oh, what's going on there, YouTube? Good to see you guys. Now imagine this. You love watching these interviews with SaaS founders, but imagine if we took all of the valuation data out from over 2,807 interviews I've done manually. Saves you a lot of time. Well, we've done this. We've built it into the beautiful interface inside of FounderPath. Check this out. I'll show you how you can access this in a second, but you log in, you connect your Stripe account, you see your valuation real time, you can see what it changed over the past 88 days, and even set goals for valuation this year. Now, the secret valuation is there's many different ways to value a SaaS business. So the reason you're going to see three or four different valuations inside of your FounderPath dashboard, this is all free, by the way, is because depending on who's doing the buying of your SaaS company, you're going to get a different valuation. A VC is going to pay a different valuation. Private equity firm is different. If you're going to do a minority sale, that's different. And if you sell the whole business, that's a different valuation. You can see all those when I hover over here. Right, So the teal is what a VC would pay. Yellow is what private equity. And red is if you sold the whole thing outright. Now, what's cool about this is this is not built off random data. Again, you guys hear these interviews on YouTube. All these data are built from real-time valuation data points founders share with us on the show. So traction, 1.2 million. Seed round, 3.7 raise. They sold 22% of their business. Go in here and filter by the event. Maybe you only want to see companies that have sold the whole business well, here are a bunch that have been acquired, the valuation and the multiple. Maybe you're going out right now and you're raising your seed round. Well, go in here and look at all this recent seed deals that went down, what they raised, what valuation they raised at, and what percent that they sold. There's never been a larger data set of SaaS valuations than what you can get now inside of FounderPath, and we're thrilled to bring it to you. All right, we're going to go back to the YouTube video here in a second, but if you want to check this tool out, if you want to jump in and sign up, you can check it out for free to get your valuation at this link, this link, founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Or if you go to founderpath.com and hover over products, click on get your valuation here and go ahead and sign up to give it a whirl. Again, all that valuation data live right inside the platform. I hope to see you there. All right, let's jump back into the interview. So Farhan, tell me your pricing strategy. What do customers pay on average per month to use your technology? So uh, right now, because we're building like APIs mostly, uh, we will charge them a per call, API per call. Uh, so uh, and also right now on the website, we currently are mostly providing our services to SMBs, but 
uh, that was be before we we're launching our public APIs. Uh, but from now on, we our main focus is be uh, is going to be on uh, mostly developers and enterprises. And uh, uh, Farhan, today though, what's the average customer pay you per month? Uh, about fifty to hundred dollars per month. Okay, got it. And um, I guess tell me the story of your first customer. When did you close them? About a month after I started working on Verified. Which was when? Uh, about nine months ago. Okay, so launched the company in 2022, got your first customer. Where did you find the first customer? If, uh, he was a friend of my father. Ah, okay. Is your, is your father in defense or security or fraud? Uh, no, uh, he's in the logistics uh, industry, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Do you do you have any kind of cyber background or fraud detect detection background? Uh, not much. No, not much. <laughs> okay. Um, got it. So I guess that was your first customer. Fast forward today, how many customers are you working with? So right now we have about three hundred and eighty uh, users. Out of those three hundred and eighty, uh, about twenty seven are paying customers, and our ARR right now is at uh, seven hundred and. Uh, sorry, uh, $7,800 uh, per year. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, so 27 folks paying 75 a month would be about 2K in MRR. Um, you just said, you know, 7,800 per year, but you know, so m maybe, maybe the ARPU is more like 50 bucks and the MRR is more like a thousand. So you're doing, you know, you know, $10,000 a year right now, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, see. That's great. Well, congrats on getting this off the ground. Have you done it yourself or do you have a co-founder? Yeah, I have two other people working on this uh, as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're working on building and launching every one of our APIs uh, every day. Yeah, were you guys uh, were you nice at the beginning? You split equity evenly, or you took the majority? Yeah, no, 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 evenly. Uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> looking That's... back now. You're you're a year in. Was that the right choice to do it evenly? Yeah. Look, uh, normally I don't care about these things because th these things are always like this waits a lot of time. So we're going to put as much as output as we can. So let's just focus on building a product and getting more customers. So, you know, uh, I don't care about having 50% or like 33%. So, yeah. You, you will if you sweat for 10 years and build it into a billion dollar company. But we, we still don't have a billion dollar company, so let's let's have a billion dollar company and then. <laughs> well, you can't change your equity split from thirty to fifteen once you have a billion in revenue. Then it's much harder. Yeah, but like we're equals in this. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm just pushing you. Um, okay, uh, this is great. Now, have you bootstrapped the company or did you raise capital? Uh, bootstrap. Very cool. Any plans no, to raise, or you want to stay bootstrapped? No, no, no. We we, we have to raise. But not for like having money uh, re uh, reasons, uh, because like right now we're working with uh, t like uh, government offices that provide like API service their API services. Uh, when they do also want to check our company, uh, if we have a good like backers investors uh, that will add credibility to our name as well. Mm -hmm. So one of that's one of the most thing as as a as in the same time. Uh, to get more enterprise customers, like for example, since ten months ago, uh, a lot of enterprises and like banks, like Wells Fargo, uh, Maybank, uh, Cheaper Cash, uh, like Corner Shop, which is a subsidiary of Uber, uh, Shopify, have visited our website. Some of them scheduled the demo to see how they want to use our product. So and they're eager to use it. So, uh, so how much are you targeting for on to raise? So uh, right now, about like the 
normal pre-seed seed round. So about like between 200 to 500. So that, that's uh, pretty much the same thing. Um, and at the same time, like in the meantime, uh, uh, we need this type of uh, investors in the B2B space because most of our customers that we're going to target are like fintechs, big fintechs like banks and uh <clears throat> to get in touch with these type of companies and landing them as customers, having some sort of a connection to them. Of course. First. So far, if someone offered you 500 K uh, at a 2 million post money valuation or 2 million cap, would you take that deal? Uh, so 500 for 2 million post money. Post money. For- okay. You're selling 25% of the company. I don't think so. No. You would say no. Okay. So what valuation are you targeting? So as I said, like, for example, 25% is a lot at, uh, today, uh, like for, tw- for 25% of the company, uh, 500k is a lot, actually. Uh, it, it's uh, low, actually. So uh, if it's about like 300k for like 10% of the company, yeah. That's not a typical pre-seed round, though. Typical pre-seed round back in the heydays, you're selling 20, 25% of the company. We are definitely not in the heydays anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely something that when we talk to investors, we have to figure out. Uh, well, you we- tell me, why are you worth $3 million today? You're doing 600, 600 bucks a month in revenue. The reason is that the, uh, why we're worth this much is that uh, our growth compared to some of our competitors and right now the data quality that we have right now. Uh, actually is not uh, common with, within our competitors uh, because like, for example, our, none of our competitors provide uh, their, any data from regions like China, Russia, Middle East, and we include all of these data in our databases as well. So uh, these are the type of values that we offer. Uh, and yes, uh, so the reason that we, we may be <clears throat> worth more than like 2 million uh, is because we're working uh, on like a new type of detecting fraud rather than traditional uh, sort of uh, detecting fraud. And to, for example, to grow and get as much users and enterprise customers, uh, we have to think about our later rounds as well. And if we spent like give 25% of our company in the pre-seed seed round, like we don't have much left like in the next rounds as well. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see what happens. How many folks are full-time on the team today? Uh, two. So of you, part. Yeah. That's great. Well, we're rooting for you, Farah. We hope it goes well. In the meantime, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, your favorite business book? Uh, the Lean Startup. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Normally, Elon Musk, Larry Page. Uh, Number yeah. three, what's your favorite online tool for building Verified? AWS. <laughs> Number four, uh, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? About three to five. That's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> but like in a, these weeks, it's like that. Normally, it's about six to eight hours. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Single, yeah. Okay. And you mentioned you're 28? 22. 22, 22. Okay. What's something you wish you knew two years ago when you were 20? Uh, learning some of the skills that I need today. (laughs) (laughs) 
Guys, there you have it, verified.com. It's fraud prevention in the B2B space. If you're trying to do a deal with a steel manufacturer in China, he'll tell you if they're legit or not. Same thing in the oil industry, very relevant uh, considering what's happening with sanctions in Russia right now. They're doing uh, business with 27 customers, doing 7,800 per uh, per year right now in terms of run rate revenue. Each customer paying on average $24 per month would consider raising $300,000 at a $3 million valuation selling it, you know, call it 10% of the companies look to scale. He wants that credibility in the marketplace right now with his team of two uh, as they launch. Farhan, appreciate you, man, taking us to the top. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so I appreciate it as well. One more thing before you go. We have a brand new show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central. It's called Shark Tank for SaaS. We call it Deal or Bust. One founder comes on, three hungry buyers, they try and do a deal live and the founder shares back-end dashboards, their expenses, their revenue, ARPU, CAC, LTV, you name it, they share it. And the buyers try and make a deal live. It is fun to watch every Thursday, 1 p.m. Central. Additionally, remember, these recorded founder interviews go live. We release them here on YouTube every day at 2 p.m. Central. To make sure you don't miss any of that, make sure you click the subscribe button below here on YouTube, the big red button, and then click the little bell notification to make sure you get notifications when we do go live. I wouldn't want you to miss breaking news in the SaaS world, whether it's an acquisition, a big fundraise, a big sale, a big profitability statement, or something else. I don't want you to miss it. Additionally, if you want to take this conversation deeper and further, we have by far the largest private Slack community for B2B SaaS founders. You want to get in there. We've probably talked about your tool if you're running a company or your firm if you're investing. You can go in there and quickly search and see what people are saying. Sign up for that at nathanlacka.com forward slash slack. In the meantime, I'm hanging out with you here on YouTube. I'll be in the comments for the next 30 minutes. Feel free to let me know what you thought about this episode. And if you enjoyed it, click the thumbs up. We get a lot of haters that are mad at how aggressive I am on these shows, but I do it so that we can all learn. We have to counter those people. We got to push them away. Click the thumbs up below to counter them and know that I appreciate your guys' support. All right. I'll be in the comments. See ya.